Okay, we are back. The Stazapod, I got the Toy Boys, the original Beef Men. Josh and Bobby are here. Say hello, guys. How you doing, guys? What's up, everybody? Um, before we start talking about the topic today, which is going to be uh, pre-9-11 summer blockbusters and their related toy lines, uh, Bobby, you want to give a quick plug for your store and what you got going on right now? Absolutely. Uh, you can come check us out at This Toy Life. I have a brick and mortar store in Wallingford, Connecticut, and we carry pretty much every kind of toy you can imagine. We are the home of KOTS. We actually have tons of Knights of the Slice here. Uh, things that Jesse was telling me are actually sold out on the store are here in my store, um, sold out on, on the online store. So that's pretty cool. Um, we've had some people here really going nuts for, for Knights of the Slice, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and when you brought up the topic today, I was able to go back into the back room here and I found a couple toy lines that I really liked from like old movie lines. So I can't wait to talk about it. Awesome. And uh, they can find you at This Toy Life on Instagram. Is that the best place? Yes, sir. All one word. Uh, this Toy Life. Okay. Excellent. And then that's um, also on Facebook and uh, Twitch and YouTube and all the places you can find us. It's all the same thing. Perfect. Uh, I thought you guys would be perfectly situated to sort of talk about this topic. Whether or not we all had the same, we bought the same toy lines or not, I think is irrelevant. Because you guys, as uh, listeners know, worked at Toy Works during uh, a portion of this era. Which I think is super important because a lot of these lines hung around for a long time. A lot of them sort of ended up at Toy Works deeply discounted. So I thought you guys will have a unique perspective here. Yeah, just to clarify for everybody, Toy Works was like a big box version of KB Toys, which was probably more widely known as like a mall store. Um, but yeah. in some suburban areas, they had these like really big like Toys R Us size size stores, and uh, that's where we were. And that's where a lot of these uh, ill-fated toy lines went to die in like yeah. three for ten bins and five for ten bins. And but nobody appreciated them more than us three. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Especially the the three for five. The oh, man. Five, five is one of my favorite things ever. I, I actually have a few things here uh, in the store that I put in bins with the three for five marked on them just for just for old time's sake. That's awesome. Uh, I believe it's also illegal if you then charge people more than that, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, so uh, I, was, I was kind of like, um, I have a couple ones off the top that I've rewatched recently that various levels of whether or not they hold up. But I think the 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 one that was most distinct to me that I most vividly remember was Independence Day ID four because I remember mm. I my parents let me walk to the the uh, Bristol movie theater to get my tickets and I don't know if either of you came with me but it was the first movie I like saw with friends and um, I loved the movie at the time that movie does not fucking hold up. No, not even a little bit. With the exception of, there's that really great autopsy scene at Area 51 yeah. where Brett Spiner is the scientist and they like cut open this alien. That segment is great. The rest of the movie is very, very boring. And the action scenes sort of rely on very antiquated, very bad sort of dog fights, which don't, they just don't hold the same gravity or weight or, you know, so it's kind of like this really great science scene 
you know, between two and a half, you, between two hours, because it's a two and a half hour movie. Um, <laughs> like pretty pointless character development and and very bad dog fights pre CGI. So, yeah, but you, like, what was it? What was at the time? Yeah, I, I agree that it doesn't hold up, but I, I think at the time yeah. those were at least it felt in that moment like that was some of the, the greatest special effects we'd ever seen yes um, i don't know sure. like if anybody had tried to do you know on earth spaceship battles and stuff like that being like blown away by that scene in the beginning where was it was it jada Vivica a but oh. but a an easy mistake to make i think yeah i, I couldn't it's been ages um, they peaked but when she's trying to get the kids out and everything, like that was all crazy. I remember being blown away by that. I, I, I don't remember if we all saw that together. Um, but it was nice. No, Josh, uh, you and I, Josh, you and I saw that at the same Bristol movie theater. Uh, your father dropped us off. I remember because he was not happy that he couldn't start drinking early. It's thanks for retconning that that he didn't start drinking early. That's very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we uh, yeah we had seen that together, and I remember being super excited for the toys because they had one of the aliens would burst open, and it had the little guy inside of it, mm-hmm. and it had the ships right. and CD-ROMs, if I'm not mistaken. It it was discs. It was uh, discettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I somebody brought that toy. Kind of technology. Technology. I don't know if any of us had. Yeah. Um, so those were made by Trend Masters. Uh, I had the Will Smith figure, which was, you know, Trend Masters is not really like that well-remembered or or sort of placed on a pedestal, but they were cranking out really, really solid toy lines for a lot of sort of B and C grade properties that nobody else was touching. And and it came with a ton of accessories and they were usually always a dollar or two cheaper than everything else that was out there. And I had the Will Smith figure. It had it had armor that snapped on and fit really well. It had this very cool pilot helmet. And then, you know, he came with a couple guns. Like it was a really good value proposition, even if it wasn't like the most articulated figure. It didn't, you know, it had a sort of weird V crotch. Mm-hmm. Um, but very solid. I actually did not have any of the aliens. Um, which I think the designs are really great on. It's, you know, I, I think that's probably the most enduring part of the film. Uh, but I do have one of them on the way to me because I can't help <laughs> remember these things and then immediately over, over pay for one on eBay, you know, just to like satisfy this immediacy I have to, uh, to uh, understand these things. Um, I think... Uh, they also had a uh, a Jeff Goldblum figure, which does not really look like Jeff Goldblum. It, honestly, it looks like a sort of Proud Boys propaganda cartoon of a Jewish person. It's not. All right, uh, so that's actually what I wanted to bring up next. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Proud Boys. He, he has a um, he has a weird trend when it comes to his figures from his era and good toy lines because yeah. I love the Jurassic Park toy line. But the Ian Malcolm yep. looks nothing like Jeff Goldblum. Um, <laughs> the Jurassic Park is also on my list of, of things to mention today for sure. Um, uh, there, the there's a series to Ian Malcolm that for that toy line was very subdued. It's literally just him in all black mm-hmm. and with a Jurassic Park sort of badge. The rest of the Ian Malcolms that they made were really like. He's like he has a hang glider harness and 
he's in armor. Like, there's a lot of really crazy embellishments that they did. But they did make one for one of the... It's either Series 2 or Series 3. Very, very understated figure for that line. Mm-hmm. Likeness is not great, but, like, the the character look is is spot on. And um, it's a, it's actually one of the more pricier ones that they that you can kind of try and track down. So yeah, that, that was a very inaccurate line. Uh, I was just thinking about the Nedry figure from that line. How much I, I yeah. really did enjoy that line because I love the dinosaurs that came with each figure and everything. But uh, it was they were definitely more based off of the book than the movie. Um, and because the Nedry is like a muscular dude, it's not Wayne Knight. Yeah, it's... Um... They were very kind, and there's there's actually two different head sculpts. The first one, he sort of looks like Radic, like he's got a buzz cut and sunglasses, and yeah, it's not a fat character by any stretch. They they re-released him with a red shirt, and they basically took the head sculpt and took the glasses off, so he has kind of like bags under his eyes, and he looks a little less attractive, but it's still not Wayne Knight by any stretch. Mm-hmm. So it's. That one has a very weird pedigree to it, for sure. I guess the Funko Pop is the closest thing in uh, <laughs> Wayne Light. When I brought this topic up, Josh, you said you you really like didn't you didn't like uh, get into the hype of buying a toy line before movies, or you passed on most of them. Is there any that you distinctly remember, like? getting excited for that film and like yeah, buying it. I mean, it, it was yes, like the, the, the one that stands out to me the most. Um, and it might've been because of the movie itself or because the toy line was a little smaller and a little more attainable, but it's definitely the, the first Michael Keaton, Batman, uh, the 1989. Oh Batman. yeah. Like that was, I was like beyond hyped for that movie. I actually got to see it in the movie theater, which was a huge rarity for me as a kid. We didn't go to the movies very often. Um, yeah. And then there was only really like the three figures you needed. There was Batman, Joker, and Bob the Goon. And like, that was attainable. I could get all three of those figures and went all in on it. Like those, the the, the little zip line feature on Batman's belt. Um, I mean, I held on to those, I think, through high school. I had those forever. Those were plastic figures. Yeah, and it, it didn't get much better than that. I mean, that is, it, it's I did still like a the great later ones too. Like the, when, they, when they started expanding on the line, Batman Returns, and he started getting all the kind of wacky, um, you know, winter fight Batman. Backpacks. And, you know, um, yeah. The Urban Camel one is one that I really that, that was that kind of more uh, influenced my my more modern taste in action figures, I think. But um, yeah, that's that was kind of the changeover because it was Toy Biz had the line mm-hmm. around the time of uh, the film, and then Kenner picked it up, sort of in between. Batman Returns and um, sorry the first Batman and then Batman Returns so they had the Dark Knight collection which was prior to, to Batman Returns and then they got to do sort of semi-film accurate uh, figures for Batman Returns but they of course did not do Danny DeVito as the Penguin because I'm sure you would have been terrified right yeah, yeah. The, the, the Catwoman I remember being pretty accurate um 
Yeah. And then with the later movies, it was kind of, you know, hit or miss with your Mr. Freezes and Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face and all that stuff. But um, yeah, it's, it started out great. Like Toy Biz did a great job with it. And I don't, I don't remember any of those other Toy yeah. Biz DC figures that fondly, like that kind of bulky Flash and some of those other figures they did. Yeah. Those don't really hold up uh, to the test of time. But yeah, like it, it, any one of those three figures, that Batman, that Bob and that Joker are still in that category of like no matter how much it is at a flea market i'm just getting it you know like it doesn't matter how many i have it doesn't yeah. <laughs> i'm going to rescue that figure every time i find it <laughs> so. um yeah that's a great i think that's probably like the the ultimate one and every every sort of film thereafter was kind of trying to replicate that right? oh, totally yeah um, yeah, I remember even so, the Hot Wheels car for that being really hot. Just the Batman diecast car. Um, I, I was yeah. recently going through a collection that I just took in of Lego, and at the always with Lego, you're you're gonna find uh, when I buy these bulk lots, random action figure parts or pieces of candy. It's it's the weird. You never know really what you're gonna get, but um, I always end up finding uh, just the weirdest stuff. Um, never got other stuff. Lego's gross. <laughs> I'm looking at Lego and I'm thinking I have to sort through it and it's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to uh, soap that down. Uh, some of the other ones that I've watched recently, um, I'm going to give you two and I want to I talk a little bit about both these films. Um, Mission Impossible, specifically Mission Impossible 2 mm-hmm. and Stargate. And Stargate is still fantastic. That movie fucking holds up. It does. That is a a great film. Uh, but Mission Impossible, I want to start with because part two, I, I think we were all living in Florida at 808 at the time because I remember coming back from that film and doing a spinning flip onto the dining room table and getting my foot stuck in it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of acrobatics. I think that might have been after X-Men. <laughs> Either way. Oh, been after X-Men. Yeah. I yeah, you might uh, boy, memory so faulty. Um you seriously it was funny. I remember watching it from the door as you ran in and said, I'm Wolverine, and you did a barrel roll over the table thinking you'd hit the couch, and your foot hooked into that chandelier and just ripped the right. biggest chunk of wall out of the ceiling. Oh my god. It happened exactly like it did in the movie. Yeah. Now, I re- the way I remember it, I ran in and said, I'm Ethan Hunt, did that, and then my supermodel ex-wife yeah. uh, freaked out. But again, memory's very fun. <laughs> um, a little fuzzy. But, so there wasn't, there wasn't sort of official toys for Mission Impossible 2, but there was a non-likeness toy line that I got at Toy Works mm. from a company called Tradewinds that went Love out of it. business apparently right away do you guys remember these at all they were not good toys i actually thought this was like a toy island product and i had to go back and do a little research but they were five inch action figures they did not look like tom cruise they were just sort of a generic guy in plain clothes and i really liked the figures despite being kind of cheap plastic because they had a soft plastic peel off face mask yes and it was it was just a cool civilian character with a silencer pistol. There wasn't a lot, you know, everything was really superhero centric in those times. So to have somebody who was almost in scale with Spawn 
that was just like a plain clothes guy. I, I, I found something very captivating about that. So there's a very similar line to that um, for the movie Virus. Um, and it was the oh, yeah. same kind of idea. Yeah, and it goes cool. back to what I, what we were talking about, about uh, Toy Works or KB Toys with the 3 for 10, 3 for 5 deal. Um, I picked up that entire line of figures for, I want to say, 11 or $12. Uh, and it had a Build-A-Figure where, because I guess in the movie, if I'm remembering correctly, it, it was like a like a sentient virus that would then like take on human form by adding on by killing the people it's very um, so the final version is like this kind of a, a weird skeleton that you would put that soft rubber coating over and it would look like one right. of the crew members um that line they may have been resaurus uh early resaurus yes, uh, but this mission impossible line is very similar to that um, the, the figures themselves, and like you're saying, being a little bit bigger and like standing next to Spawn and being a plain clothes figure in a time where everything had abs, you know, uh, speaking to the, the first loop from Power of the Force, uh, and he had the big pecs and abs. Mark Hamill's never had that. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you guys, do you remember at all that Mission Impossible line or no? I absolutely do. Yeah, I we brought that all up. Summer, but I never had any of it. Yeah. Um, I, I shamefully I will admit I I've bought them off the eBay. They are on the way along with the ID4 alien. You're starting to see a pattern yeah. here. Right? Something Bobby <laughs> said did remind me of one of the coolest ones I remember seeing from a kid, and I didn't have it myself, but a neighbor had it, and that's kind of the, always our story is that the neighbor had always these really cool toys, um, <laughs> and it was from the Terminator 2 line. It was that bio flesh regenerator. So you would oh, get a little yeah. endoskeleton figure and you had this kind of like almost like silly putty stuff that it would like inject mold over the endoskeleton and then you had this, you know, Terminator 2 figure that you could tear the flesh off of and see the skeleton underneath. And it was, I mean, we probably spent like a whole weekend just having that thing get torn apart by, you know, Luke Skywalker and every other kind of action figure we had. But that thing was so rad. And that was the only like figure from that Terminator 2 line that like I still remember. You know, I, I didn't have any of them yeah. myself, but... That thing was uh, really, really cool, and it, 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 it kind of almost mimics a lot of, like, you know, Bobby, what you do with a lot of the resin molds and stuff like that, so it was sort of a cool little uh, precursor to that career choice. So what they... Um, I'm sorry, Jeff, go ahead, you were saying, you were talking about Stargate. I don't know if you want to keep talking to... to um, well, line, but... I, I just wanted to tack onto that, that I, I wanted that biogenerator so badly mm. i thought that was coolest thing it was it, you that know it's like 40 or 50 like, bucks i have to imagine yeah exactly we were we were three for five yeah, guys totally. so that was not happening for I'm me but then here. They, the kid who had it parents were totally divorced so that was absolutely something we got from pops <laughs> <laughs> no, only mine had gotten divorced really. he totally got that from his yeah. dad on, the, on dad's weekend um that was the same weekend he had to meet his new mom, who was much younger sure than was. his sure real mom. Um, so uh, there was the, the bio flesh regenerator, and then they reused that for X-Men. There was a Wolverine version oh, of nice. it. Then, many years later, um, Terminator Salvation, I want to say Playmates did the toy line that was not well mm -hmm. received. I had a few of those. Yeah. yeah, and they did that gimmick again i i had at one point a prototype of it they basically recopied it was it was a new tool but they you know appropriated the idea 
for Terminator Salvation and with the same kind of playset. And I had a prototype of it that was given to me from the guys at Striker oh, wow. who did the the um you know the licensing for that deal. I don't know if that playset ever actually came out for Terminator Salvation. It might have been like a European only yeah. release. Uh but it, it was very fragile sort of resin material and it, it you know it did not you know live through all the various moves I've yeah, done in my life. So it's uh doesn't exist anymore. But that yeah, that is like God damn it. Hold on. I got to go on. Yeah. That, I mean, that thing like lives <laughs> in the mythology of my mind. It's like that one weekend I went to this kid's house and I was like, what is this thing? And like, you know, where did you find it? Like, I don't remember seeing it in stores. It was just kind of like, it only existed. In- and why is your new mom only five years older than us? <laughs> it was very Bill and Ted. Yeah. Very Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, we can slide to Stargate now. Bobby, why don't you take the reins on this one? I, I'm still a buzz from watching the film, which is, it's it's great. It's honestly great. Like, Waterworld, I loved that when I was a kid. Love Rewatch it. that. It's a piece of shit. Not a good movie. <laughs> um, Stargate fucking rocks. But go on, Bobby. So, um, actually, what's kind of interesting, I, I listened to a podcast called How Did This Get Played? It's about uh, bad video games. And with Waterworld, uh, they talk about how when they picked it up, they picked it up in a as kids in a discount bin. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible mm-hmm. game. But the soundtrack, which you can hear, at, like I, I heard it on YouTube music, actually. It's all on YouTube, too. Um, that you can hear the whole soundtrack. It's really, really, like, it holds up nicely. Um in, in a very weird way. So if you guys want to listen to something kind of cool, but weird. Um, so the Stargate line, I actually had the uh, Yo Joe bros came in today. I uh, checked them out on Instagram and they came and got a whole bunch of new uh, Knights of the Slice stuff here and, and a couple other figures. And they immediately found the Stargate stuff and started going nuts. So I was, I was really kind of into it too. Um, I had a whole line. I don't anymore, but uh, it had a piece called the Mastage uh in stargate it's like this big bison thing and um the figure it has yarn hair and i i recently opened the message that i have um this figure was made in 1994 it it's still perfect wow like it it, it's a really cool piece and uh the yo joe bros they actually did a photo shoot using some of the uh the desert rats um, and a few of the other pieces of Knights of the Slice using the Mastage and, and all of its weird accessories. So I uh, thought that was definitely worth mentioning. Cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to send a cease and desist <laughs> to them immediately. <laughs> but no, this um, line is so cool. And the um, there's these palace guards and the Ra and, and these, this attack pilot guy. Uh-huh. Need these really cool headdresses and everything. They're fairly movie accurate. I got to give them a certain amount of credit. They look good. Like... Kurt. No, he looks right. Um, do you do you have one in package or like the uh, the info? I, I'm curious because oh uh, yeah, I, I, I snapped distinct- a bunch of pics. I'm going to send them over to you so you can throw them up on the on the site. Um, I distinctly remember them having reused GI Joe weapons, but wasn't it was it Kenner that made them? It wasn't Hasbro, was it? No. So yeah, this is has it is Hasbro toy. It's a Hasbro oh, toy, a division okay. of Hasbro Inc. And they reuse the also the uh, their all terrain cruiser is a yes. um, what's that a it's a GI Joe vehicle. Why it's it's slipping my mind now. now uh, by the Ostriker, the Ostriker. Yeah, they use an Ostriker. 
but the other yeah, thing is a Mastage and then a unique, it's called a Winged Glider. Uh, with, and that yeah. doesn't come with the Palace Guard or, or the Attack Pilot, but um, that's its own kind of unique thing. But yeah, they reused a lot of like giant G.I. Joe weapons, like the ones that just don't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because I think that, I think actually that line could have benefited from them just literally using O-ring figures. Mm. They're sort of, it's a weird size. They're probably like four and a half inches tall. They're less articulated than a GI Joe. The sculpts are pretty good, and um, you know, it's they're they're decent figures. But I feel like they 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 really missed an opportunity if they had just even if they were just like repainting O ring style figures. I think it would have been a little more captivating of a line. Oh wow! All right, so I'm looking at the uh, Lieutenant Kowalski figure and what it comes with. It comes with you know a couple ridiculously big guns, a, a launcher. Definitely a reused G.I. Joe backpack, uh, but not the yeah. helmet. And then he comes with a, I guess, one, one sixty-fourth scale Awestriker. Because it's supposed to be, it's a collectible all-terrain cruiser artifact. So yeah. each figure comes with these little mini artifacts. So you get a Mastage, uh, the Wing Glider, and a Sarcophagus artifact. So this is, this is a really cool line. I, I like it, but it's weird. <laughs> it just doesn't fit anywhere. If it's nowhere in yeah. toys. The guards are easily the, the best standout mm. of that line. And because they're they're kind of like bigger than normal G.I. Joe guys, I remember using they were kind of in scale because those the guards of Ra were like really kind of big hulking guys. So it it, it kind of works out that way. I also um I remarked during watching the movie that um Kowalski, the character Kowalski he has this really fascinating story arc where, and all these you know interesting character uh, peculiarities that kind of flesh him out as a three-dimensional character. He starts the film as being Polish and ends the film as being Polish, and that's the <laughs> sum of uh, his contribution. <laughs> so another toy that like, I actually wanted to bring up because I had just watched the movie yesterday. Um, and then I had finished listening to your most recent, the Friday to Stasipod. And you mm-hmm. were talking about how the, the cynicism of movies and how, you know, there was a certain innocence to the way things were made pre 9-11 and then who the bad guy became yes. afterwards. And um, the movie that I think that really was on the cusp of that, but very early on was Starship Troopers. Um, yes. A very cynical movie. It's really good. I love it. Uh, but it's definitely going into what you were talking about. The toy line, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I gotta say, I liked it. Um, the bugs were, were yeah, awesome. I, I, I think Starship Troopers is held up as a really fascinating movie, if you assume it's intentional in its choices, which, I mean, Verhoeven's not a dumb director, right? Mm-hmm. He's an excessive director, but I don't think he's he's so dumb that he thought he was getting the best takes out of those actors. I, I, if, if you apply a sort of intention, intentionality to the, the gaudiness and the terrible delivery of lines and everything else, I, I think it's actually like a fascinating kind of critique about, you know, fascism and, and a military state and things like that. And it, it's sort of like eerily relevant today. But I, I, I think in first viewing, I was just like, why, why is this movie 
Yeah, we don't so think we got like lampooning <laughs> propaganda when we were kids. You know, we we're just like there's 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 right. There's no, I, I didn't pick up on that. Bugs and they're gonna kill things and there's boobs. It's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, right. it, it, it was you know a very tongue in cheek, just like RoboCop. And I mean, Verhoeven, whether his movies are any good or not, has a pretty solid track record with toys. I mean, those RoboCop toys were great. Starship Trooper toys were great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those yeah. RoboCop toys with the caps in their back, those are still some of my favorites when I was a kid. So. Oh, absolutely! Well done, Barrowman. Yeah, I I do think that the um, the real breakaway star in the toy lines for Starship Troopers was more the like the micro fleet scale things rather than the kind of five inch oh, sure. figure line. Like the I've come across some of the um, you know it was typically like you'd get a bug and then little tiny soldiers and there were sometimes like magnetic features that let them interact uh, and they it. I'm guessing this was Hasbro as well. It must. Yeah, that I don't know. I, I think I think they use the action fleet tag for some of the ships in Starship Trooper. With for those who don't know, action fleet being the sort of I guess it would be like one sixty fourth scale vehicles with pilots, and typically these are little tiny like half an inch pilots that usually like sort of bent at the at the waist but there were some you know for vehicle and like bigger bug play that line is really great and and still holds up i think you know i wasn't really into the the five inch line as much the five inch line looked really yeah, yeah looked i really think cool but the five inch line worked, worked i was just looking at star wars mini like so you're talking about micro machines then basically no, no, there was there was micro machines and then there was action fleet. Action fleet is larger scale and oh. you and they had pilots. I gotcha. I'm actually looking at right now. I'm in um so they did later with uh, Star Wars episode 1 for they did kind of the same idea with the action fleet, but they called it micro yeah. machines at that point for a rebranding of micro machines. So that's where I'm where I'm mixing it up. I'm looking at them. I know exactly what you Could mean. Be. They are awesome. Yeah, I still have held on to a couple of my action fleet um, things because they they also were sort of like in in scale with most model kits from the eighties and nineties. So it was just kind of like a I don't know it's a, it's a size that I would enjoy. Um, moving along, Jurassic Park. Um, I was sort of too old or trying to convince myself I wasn't into action figures mm-hmm. during Jurassic Park. I guess it was like 93. 90, yeah, it was the summer of 93. So I I sort of abstained from buying the action figures, but I remember going to the mall and I found a box of uh, sour candies branded <laughs> to the film. And this was like two or three months. And a water squirter that was the... Um, What's the, the fucking spit. spitter dinosaur? What is it? Dilophosaurus? Yeah, Dilophosaurus. Yeah, so it was like this sculpted uh, Dilophosaurus, and like you pressed a button and it would move its head and then spit water. I don't know why I thought that was cool, but being right, seen with yeah. an action figure wasn't. I, I couldn't can't work that out, really. And I did eventually talk my sisters into buying the action figures for themselves and then just appropriated them. Um, my apologies, yeah. Molly and M. Well about done. that. Um, Crocodile dudes. But <laughs> yeah, we 
where were you guys from the hype train moving into that summer of 93? I, I, I was excited for the movie. So, I, I, I agree. I wasn't like super stoked on the toys. I think that same kid who had the Bioflush Regenerator also has some of those toys because he was a little more into dinosaurs than I was. Um, and I thought it was cool that you could like tear those chunks off and there was the bone you could see underneath that was a neat gimmick. Um, but it, not enough that it sold me. You know, I think in 93, like I, I thought um, Jurassic Park was cool, but I was still so hyped up about Terminator 2 at that point that, you know, there was no. Yeah. There's no getting me off of that horse. You would just go back to your your bedroom where you had a paper yeah. doll version of the Bioflesh Regenerator and my, my imagination. Just <laughs> <laughs> the, the notebook that he was smashing Play-Doh into. I did I, I did have some solid Play-Doh sets. So uh Bobby like just got more creative. Uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bobby, where what was what was your take on the uh, build up to Jurassic Park? So I loved it. Um, actually, for me, Jurassic Park was the last day of sixth grade, and I went straight to uh, my buddy Dave Paradis's house. We went to go see it, and a week later, I my fan, like I had gone to uh, I used to go to my grandmother's house for the summer, and while I was gone, my like kind of the plan was we would my parents would be moving from one town to another. And then I would come home to that new town. Um, so I went on vacation. And so that whole summer, my grandmother was working. So I went to the movie theater next door to where she worked. So I saw Jurassic Park a good 15 times in the theater uh, because it was just in there and it was only like a dollar or two for the matinee. So I'd go over there and watch that. And then, so really whatever was out that summer, I kind of like absorbed all of it. It didn't even matter what movie it was because... So when I had the chance to get the toys, um, I didn't get them for what you were saying for the same reasons of like, I had to pretend I didn't like toys at that point, Um, (laughs) which is funny. I I mention a lot uh, and anytime I've done an interview and even even on my podcast, I talk about that summer, the transformative summer for me at least, because that's when I met Josh and it was like, we were both like, yeah, basketball and football is cool and let's collect sports cards. And there was this one moment where it was like, oh, wait, you like comic books and toys, too? Holy crap. And like, we, we yeah. got to drop our guard for a second. It was like, wait, so we could do this together? And then like, and then from there, it was like, all right, we're, we're just going to unapologetically do this. But it was like right after, like a year after Jurassic Park. So if I was going to get any of that stuff, but and the stuff I did get was three for five at Toy Works, which was like we'd ride our bikes to, you know, a mile or two down the road from where we had lived. Um, so for yeah. me, yeah, it, it came in that weird, the dead time, the dead years where I had well, to pretend. There, you know, there was video games too, you know. That will never happen. Out by that point, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily as worried about, you know, a little dinosaur toy with a uh, rib cage. So yeah, sorry, yeah. Jurassic Park, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't make the cut. It, it, it's funny though, because historically, like, there will never be that level of shame again. Now, if you're a 40 year old YouTuber and you don't play with action figures, you're shunned from society. Yeah. Like there's no, there's literally, we're incapable of shame. If you're not promoting Funko Pops on a daily basis, uh, you yeah. will be put against the wall and executed Rightfully during so. the final revolution. Okay. Jess, I'm, I'm walking around the store right now and I actually, I'm, I'm in the Star Wars room and I just found proper action fleet mini scenes. 
uh, from episode one. It's yeah. uh, mini scene one, two, three, and four. It's a uh, destroyer droid ambush, a Gungan assault, sip pursuit, and snap or snap invasion. And it has what you're saying, like, but these are like little, I want to say like dioramas, I guess. Yeah, they're like Mighty Max for right? these ones. That kind of deal. Yeah, no, see, it, it's it's convoluted, right? Because both these things had Micro Machine branding, but one was closer to like a 164th scale. And then there were the traditional Micro Machines, which also to add a further point of confusion, Micro Machines would often have figural pieces in them that were not to scale with Micro Machines. They were like gigantic compared to them. <laughs> so it's all, it's incredibly convoluted, very easy to... Um, clarify just through my voice. <laughs> and, um, Are you we may never know. We need to present. Let me ask the you then. Up so that, like, it sounds like the micro machine guy. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't think people want to sit through that confusing. Oh hell yeah! So here's actually yeah. a question I have for you, Jesse. Um, there was, and you know, it was they were definitely made by Kenner. Uh, I don't know if they came out under the micro machines banner, but they were ships. And they may have been action fleet where you can get like an A-wing or an X-wing or whatever and it would have like a little stand. Do you remember what that was? Yes, that's action fleet. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm properly talking. action fleet. Okay. Oh my yes. god. Yeah, yeah. But it's okay to be confused because they did they sort of used both branding and it's I mean, this is not what I thought I'd be doing at year 40 of my life. <laughs> so what's interesting now is I'm I'm looking at this um the Force Awakens pieces. And it's, it's basically action fleet. It comes with the small ship, it comes with the small guy and, and, and all this stuff. Um, but it's under the Micro Machines label. Well, that would be the Action Squad sub-series, <laughs> which was a throwback. And it, no, I, didn't <laughs> I don't <like> fucking know. <laughs> I, I did want to add though, uh, just to bookend the Jurassic Park conversation. I was 13 years old, read the book, could not wait for the film. Went and saw the film, could not sleep that night or for several nights afterwards. I was so terrified out of my mind. Had to sleep with the lights on. Not like a cool picture of a, uh, <laughs> you know, rebel 13-year-old at all. I was terrified by that So what film. precisely scared you? Just the concept that, like, dinosaurs are going to eat your face or? <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I, I remember, like, the goat scene was very disturbing to me. Um, the Velociraptors were very disturbing. I, I don't know if I, I think I was also honestly like experiencing a uh, panic attack and just not, that wasn't a thing in 1993. We didn't know what that was or how to diagnose it. I think I like legitimately had panic disorder and just couldn't, you know, uh, there was no like right reason to it. It was just like, a no, there's a suspense, there's a huge suspense element to that film. And, and at that age, you don't know how to really process a lot of that stuff so that was definitely a more adult movie than than it was being sold as so i can yeah. i can understand that. i mean i tried watching it recently because it, in my mind i have this idea that it's this it's dinosaurs and all this and then things go wrong and i forget right. that like it's two and a half hours long there's bloody scenes there's these complex like there's a seven the severed arm of Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, there's just like all these little things. I'm like, oh, I can't watch this with my four-year-old. This, this is no. Yeah, all of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. This is awful. At that point, came from the land before time. So Jurassic Park was real rude awakening. Um, the real life of dinosaurs. 
true story. Um, yeah, they don't talk apparently. Where's the Where's the duck variety? Um, yeah, I think those were, you know, those are like the main ones that I've been sort of vibing on lately. Um, I also tried to watch Zorro. (laughs) I didn't get through it all the way. And there was a sort of a weird playmates did this kind of interesting move. They did sort of a, a, a Zorro line that was around the same time as the movies, but was not likeness based. And they tried to like McFarlane it up, so he has, he's like covered in barbed wire, and like there's all it's worth Is that a look. It's like an the interesting of Zorro or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Mask of Zorro, I think. Um, but they they sort of attempted to take that five inch movie line and you know inject McFarlane into it, and it doesn't really work. But it came up with some interesting sort of like design choices even if the figures are not not worth buying or ultimately very so good. another another quick line from that time that it didn't really have a lot but I, I really enjoyed kind of hunting it down was the mars attacks lot oh yeah, yeah and I, yeah. It, yes oh god yeah it's fairly timeless too because it, it's a really cool concept it was presented by tim burton so it has that like funky retro feel to it so even as I, I have yes. um, the female Martian, uh, when they have the female disguise, uh, I have that figure yep. here in the store, and I just saw it. And I was like, this is a genius figure. It looks beautiful. Dude, the sound boxes still work they on those. absolutely, Incredibly. terrifyingly do work, yes. <laughs> that was another, that was Trendmasters. They, I mean, honestly, Trendmasters were, they were so worth the money. They, they were really loading features into those figures between like glow in the dark paint, voice boxes, real firing weapons. Like that that standard Martian commando, I just I, I that was like a mainstay. I loved that. Just figure. awesome. Really fun. And it's funny that you say Trendmasters, because the last one I wanted to bring up um, is the Lost in Space movie line. Uh, I love that movie yeah. unapologetically. I thought it was awesome. I still think it's awesome. I recently watched it. Um, I think the, the play sets, there's the Jupiter 2 playset, which is absolutely badass. They have these bubble fighters, which I'd like to get and see like some Knights of the Slice. Like I want to see what they look like in these bubble fighter things. Um, but the figures themselves are decent. Uh, you know, okay articulation and everything overall, but a lot like a Playmates Star Trek figure, you know? Uh, but the accessories are where it's at, and the Will Robinson comes with like an escape pod or something. Uh, it's a cryo chamber he comes with. I have mine with a um, Knight of the Slice in it. My teal is in that that pod. It, it looks absolutely awesome. Uh, so definitely suggest checking out yeah. the Lost in Space line by Trendmasters. That that was a film I I had zero interest in. I don't think I seen it all the way through but you think it's it's worth it look, you have to look at it with the pre 9-11 eyes of i just want to watch a movie with some special effects and uh, you know and the twin towers are still standing. well yeah and but that cynicism hasn't kicked in yet the the, the bad guy isn't you know it's it's just different you know the, the the movie's just different so you have to put yourself in that like it's 1998 i think that movie was let me see here. Oh, geez. 
Josh, Josh, did you I see that? No, yeah. At all? I, I skipped that one. 97. Yeah, it was 1997. So okay. you, you kind of have to have look at it with those eyes. like, And it, it's good. I enjoyed it. It's just stupid fun. So, wait, 97, were we still funding Al-Qaeda? I was still only watching I, I can't remember. Really My timeline's all so. sketchy. I, <laughs> I want to say Hillary Clinton was planning Benghazi at that point. It's my, you might be a decade early, but I'll take your point. Um, that's Josh. Have you have you sort of tracked down any of the um, Kenner Terminator figures since? There for this, there was a, a like a small toy show in Connecticut where I did pick up um, the very curiously named Hot Blast Terminator. Um, I, I mm-hmm. just, you couldn't say no to that. <laughs> like three or four dollars. Wow. It was. They were cool. The, the, oh the yeah, I, I know exactly that. Oh, dude, dude. Um, he, he fights. Did you say four bucks for a hot blast? Ooh, wait. no, no, you got. That's his arch yes. nemesis is the T one thousand thick ropes. Oh, if I remember. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't have any of them as a kid. Um, you know, we were all yeah. a little strapped back then, but. Um, yeah, I'll still pick up to it, like, occasionally. It was the the Future War line that they did. It was Terminator 2 Future War. I think it came in the years yeah. after um, Terminator 2 when they were just trying to find a way to still build money from it. But, yeah, they were pretty solid figures. They were cool. Nothing too right. You can find them cheap. They're, they're good. I've, I've spent a little bit of time buying those over the years. They, they're really, really solid figures. There's some great ones. And the Future War is definitely, there's a step up when it comes to the future war figures, they started mm-hmm. getting more detailed with the sculpts, a lot more like battle damage and stuff like that. And then there were very interesting repaints done wow. for Universal Studios theme parks of some of the future war figures that are really like just interesting color combos. And I, I sort of gravitate more towards those. Um, but there's there's like, you know, there's five or six figures yeah. from that line that are really stellar. and. They have like a, a a sort of like thickness and a heft to them that kind of informed a and lot I, of Hacker I, I, Man I and you know some of Radic. From that Universe DNA, you know, I know that was never really your cup of tea as much, but because um, like even that the Starship Troopers line, which we kind of glossed right. over and bagged on a little bit earlier, like there was this like neon green Ace Levy like Toxic Raider version of him that's like fantastic, you know, like there are some gems in those in those lines but yeah. you, you kind of got to dig that that style i think uh, around this time too it might have already this might have been why bottom of jurassic park but like all those the marvel and x-men figures that were all coming out from toy biz um were pretty much dominating my landscape for toy line at that time so the the, the summer movie stuff like unless for it's sure. something i was really hyped about um just couldn't make a dent in that the marvel comics world See, for me, I was way more into the... I, I've always been into movies and stuff, and as a kid, I was always into, like, the... Just anything that was a summer blockbuster, so I've had a lot of these figures. And the line we've kind of accidentally skipped over, because it didn't go with the movie, um, is the Aliens line. The Operation Aliens... Um, yep, we had an entire Dissazapod-based yeah, no, so we we We've already talked about this, but it's a really cool companion line to that Terminator line. Uh, because they're yes. within scale of each other. And it's kind of what I wanted to bring up is that these movie figures may be bigger than G.I. Joe's. And I wonder if this is the logic going through them. 
Um, they're bigger than G.I. Joe, but they're smaller than the six inch or seven inch or eight inch figures. So they seem like they don't have a place, but if you put them together, they have a place together. So when I put my Lost in Space and Operation Aliens and Terminator and uh, Stargate and all these different things we've talked about, they fit together. They just don't fit with other things that are non-movie properties, it seems. Right. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with a, with another one. I don't know if you had these figures or not. And this was a anomaly. This was a toy company that didn't do action figures necessarily. Uh, but it was a film that I think is worthy of action figures. And like everything else I've mentioned, yes, this... I've bought a full set. They are on the way to me. I do have a shopping problem. I do need help if anyone has a hotline. Um, Matchbox Armageddon. Yes. They made eight eight-inch figures of Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck. You were and telling me this they are years ago. They're awesome. So They're really They when we were yeah. at the Toy Works, I remember I got the box and was so excited because the packaging was different than anything. It that's those are cool. And the Mars Rover figure, yeah. the, the Mars Rover had come out at that time. Uh, also from Hot Wheels or, or, or Matchbox. Oh my God. Hell yeah, dude. So it, they're they're kind of like interesting figures. They, it's sort of, you know, they reuse the same body, but it's a highly, highly detailed spacesuit. They have kind of like clip-on boots and then these big sort of weapons or accessories. And the likeness... Bruce Willis is sort of it's kind of cartoony it's almost an anime style take on Bruce Willis I, I don't think that there were other Bruce Willis figures back then so it was kind of like you know uh, it was something I was genuinely excited for the Ben Affleck doesn't really look like him but I remember um I would take that figure and they had these space helmets that clicked into place and I would fill it up with water and then put in a couple drops of red food coloring to mimic the abyss mm. when Bud does this sort of deep at the end. And then I would lower him down to the bottom of the pool with a little like tether to be able to pull him back up. And I, I just had endless, yeah, endless days of fun doing that. <laughs> Damn, that movie's up. Now I want to go watch uh-huh. the abyss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, I, out of everything we brought up, that is a film that like, you know, like Stargate, you appreciate it's kind of corny. The writing's not great. There, there's problems with it, but ultimately, like, it's fun. It, it's enjoyable. Mission Impossible 2, same thing. The Abyss is just a fucking phenomenal mm. film. Like, and it's pretty flawless yeah, and, and you know, sure. still holds up to this day. Yeah, the that's one Cameron at his best, absolutely. Strange that, you know, it didn't have its own dedicated toy line. And I guess, you know, it, it really didn't need it because there were already so many toys in the market. But the, the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the 1991, there's there's no actual dedicated toy line for that, oh, yeah. that movie and you know like for the second one they, they they came out with like movie versions of the turtles and, and toka and radar and all that stuff but i mean that was you know one of the right. most you know impactful movies for me when i was a kid that one got almost as much play as terminator 2 so um really strange that, like you know I never so, got josh that's interesting to say that any kind of toy line I'm looking at right now, I have a Michelangelo. It's like a movie yeah, Michelangelo. Yeah, uh, It's from the Playmates line. Yeah. Yeah, there was like the, okay. the, 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 the second one. Yeah, yeah. 1990. Or something like that, they were called. And... 
Yeah. It looks really good. It's a basic figure. It really kind of follows that original line look with with the, where the articulations are and everything. Yeah, they're, it's, they're pretty, it's pretty similar solid. To the, the original like '88 figures for sure. I I don't know, guys. I think uh, CGI turtles are. Way I will burn your house to the floor. I mean, speaking of stupid movies, I enjoyed that second Michael Bay um, for what it was. Like it was just goofball nonsense the whole time. It was fun. I, it's worth it, yeah. No, I mean, I'm morbidly curious. I, I'm sure I would, it holds up to the I Aquaman would... you keep trying to get me to watch, but. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, Aquaman fucking rocks. <laughs> that movie's great. There's a song. There's a song with Pitbull oh, and. God, that's Shia. not a selling point, no matter how much Pitbull you sing at me. They're Africa by Toto, Pitbull and Kesha. No, I'll stand by Aquaman. That movie fucking rocks. Oh, it's, I mean, it's like a bag of rocks, but it, it rocks. It's a good, <laughs> that's a good fucking movie. Uh, well, look, that's a good place to leave it. Um, I do think I, I got to, I want to watch Armageddon. I, that I have not rewatched. I would say skip ID4, definitely watch Stargate, definitely watch Mission Impossible 1 and 2, definitely watch Jurassic Park. Um, and I'll let you know on Armageddon. I wonder if it holds oh, yeah. up. And oh, and Ninja Turtles one absolutely holds up, fucking ballingly, so good, so so like dark and and violent and yeah, and I think you that's know. why and Elias Codis, kind of come on, consider that, that guy's like, a f- you know Aliens got a toy line, and Terminator Two got a toy line, and all these other like hyper violent movies were considered okay, but yeah, no, not Ninja Turtle. I bet that. I bet they were worried. I bet they, they, they I mean, that's felt like the movie was going to bomb and that was going to be the end of the... A couple years earlier, so they figured this was just a throwaway, but it ended up yeah. being uh, pretty right. decent, if I remember correctly, enough to get a couple more really great movies made. Yes. Sure did. It, it paved the way for me to start my job at New Line Cinema many years later and be threatened <laughs> with being fired three to four weeks in. <laughs> yeah. That, that movie laid the groundwork. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, thank you guys. Uh, I think, uh, you know, these are all very fun movies before cinema started mandating that, like, we needed to brainwash, you know, pro-military uh, sentiments and anti... Yeah, no, like G.I. Not just <laughs> Middle East, anti... It's totally a new thing. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, right, yeah. That was the good fight against communism. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I think th- I think going back and watching these movies is a perfectly uh, legitimate pursuit right now, and and it is just pure escapism. And it's uh, you know, it's helped me a great deal. It's helped me mellow out. Well, all right. Well, all right. Hi guys. Well. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Let's do it. And the only thing left to say, we're going to say it together. Pizza out. The only thing left pizza to say is out. pizza out.